Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Well, like... I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sports Power Talk Overtime. My name is Jeff Longville, and joining me is Logan Congro. What's going on, Jeff? Not much. Logan and I are going to talk some college basketball with you guys. We're going to preview some big games coming up this week, touch on some Wooden Award candidates, some updated title contenders. But first, Logan and I are going to start with our favorite college basketball team, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Our game against Nebraska on Saturday was canceled due to COVID protocols within the Cornhuskers program. Logan, any thoughts on that? Disappointing. It would have been a good game to watch. And Ohio State's been playing well since that game at uh, at Indiana, which I personally was at and was really, really disappointed. But it's okay. We'll, we'll forget about it. But uh, they played really well against Penn State. And even though it was the score looked close, they played pretty well. And then they blew out IUPUI. I'm not even really entirely sure the name of that school. But it's yeah, where, uh, it's where George Hill went. Oh, really? Fun fact. Well, they blew out George Hill's old team. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got a couple of good games coming up. But yeah, that's disappointing that that game was canceled. Yeah, for sure. And I I have a big, like, I'm kind of concerned because I think our biggest issue since that COVID pause was just the fact that we weren't able to get back into a rhythm. So I like the fact that Chris Holtman scheduled that game because it wasn't originally on the schedule right. to get us back into a rhythm. And now we got the Nebraska game postponed. And as of right now, our next game isn't until the 27th when we go to Minnesota. They got time. Yeah, yeah. Lots of time. <laughs> and I was really looking forward to that Nebraska game because even though Nebraska isn't really like a perennial good right. basketball team in the Big Ten, they put up a fight. They fight hard. Uh, it was a close victory against them uh, earlier in the year, went into overtime, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So I was really looking forward to that and just us hopefully getting back on track. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to stay conditioned until the 27th when we go to Minnesota. And then after that, at Purdue. That's going to be really tough. Yeah, for sure. Purdue, in my opinion, is probably the favorite to win the Big Ten. Right I think now. so, too. They got so many guys. Um, guys like Jaden Ivey, even though he's hurt right now with a hip injury. Zach Eady, Travion Williams. A lot of a lot of studs on they that did, team for They them. did get beat by Indiana, though. That's true. Which, That's as you true. said before we started, I think Indiana should be ranked now. Absolutely. They, uh, they're still undefeated at home, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, they beat a ranked Ohio State team pretty easily. I, I know you said you were at that game. You and I were texting each other throughout that game. It Trace was, Jackson Davis just went off on us. Man, that was tough to watch, and that was tough to be wearing an Ohio State shirt in there. <laughs> were you getting heckled a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, when we man. left. During the game, not really. They were all pretty nice. But once we once we left and they had beat us, I mean, we had to, like, run. <laughs> well, we do face Indiana later on in the year on February 19th. At the Schottenstein Center, so hopefully we'll be able to get some revenge on the Hoosiers then. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think Indiana deserves to be ranked. They beat a ranked Ohio State team. They just beat Purdue. 
Uh, they're undefeated at home. I'm not exactly sure what more Indiana has to do to be a ranked team right. um, in the eyes of the AP poll. Moving on, uh, let's talk about some updated title. Con- Actually, sorry, real quick. I almost forgot about this. Logan, you're also a fan of the Duke Blue Devils. I am. Anything you'd like to touch on that's been going on with them as of late? I'd like to touch on our one-point loss to unranked <laughs> Florida State. Um, just another loss that Duke has lost closely. It's a third loss this season, which doesn't seem so bad, but for a program like Duke, three losses is not normal. And I've, it's just disappointing, man. They, they had such... It's Coach K's last season. It's Coach K's last time being with the team. And they're just not... They're losing these close games. And it just kind of looks like they're giving up at times, which I know, again, 78-79 doesn't look like they gave up, but it, it shouldn't be that close against Florida State. However, I think, we'll, I think come tournament time, they always tend to slack a little bit in the regular season anyways. Mm-hmm. But come tournament time, I think Duke will be okay. And... They'll at least make it a couple rounds in the tournament without getting upset. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Previewing our next topic a little bit, I think they're still a title contender, even though all three of their losses have come to against unranked teams, which is kind of funny to me. But, um, yeah, no, Coach K, he's been around for forever. He's the best coach in college basketball. It's his final season. I'm sure that's going to kind of motivate Duke once March Madness rolls around. They're going to be inspired. Tickets for his final game at uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium are for like regular seats up top are higher than most NBA tickets right now. I heard about that. Who They're like a thousand dollars to it, sit at the top. Duke UNC is that what it is? I think so. Yeah. Okay, that, that would make Duke sense. UNC and it's his last game, and you can't get even like a nosebleed <laughs> seat for less than fifteen hundred dollars. Wow, that's insane. Just kind of shows you how much Coach K has meant to college basketball, right? Though. Um, and I'm I'm gonna be honest. It kind of hurts me that Duke has lost to um, Miami and then Florida State because for a long time, Ohio State was that lone loss yes. on Duke's record. And I really enjoyed you know, the satisfaction that we were the one team to beat them. But now, now they went and lost to the Hurricanes and now the Seminoles. And now we no longer have that sole honor. Unfortunate. Oh, well. But anyways, um, updated title contenders. At the start of the year, I was rolling with... UCLA, the Bruins, after I what they did that. last year. I still kind of am. They have a really good roster. Guys like Tiger Camel, um, Johnny Juzang, Miles Johnson. Really good roster. Jame Jaquez, Um, They're still my go-to. Uh, wh- who's your go-to as of right now? I'm picking Auburn. Okay. I think okay. Auburn has the best chance to win right now. And obviously, Jabari Smith is on fire, man. Yeah. He's insane. Sure. Um. I was just talking about him in the car with one of my friends, Joe, and he's he's insane. I think Auburn has the best chance to win right now, and I just think that if they keep the consistency and the pace that they're going at, they're just going to steamroll. The next couple of games for Auburn are they play Kentucky tomorrow at 1 p.m., then they got Missouri on Tuesday, January 25th, and then they play Oklahoma, two unranked teams, and then they go play Alabama even further than that, also unranked. It doesn't even look like they have a ranked opponent on the remainder of their schedule. So really? I think they steamroll through the rest of their schedule. I think that they get a number one ranking, number one seed going into the tournament, and then I think that they win the whole thing. See, the concern with me, with you saying that there's no unranked teams the rest of your schedule, is that would they be prepared come March Madness time? Because that's the problem I have with Gonzaga. Every single year they steamroll their conference, then when it gets to the big dance, they're just not prepared for 
that level of competition every single game. That's why I never really trust Gonzaga. I still don't trust Gonzaga this year. So is that going to be the case with Auburn, I wonder? It could be. Um, I definitely think it hurts their preparation a little bit. I looked a little further down the schedule. There are zero ranked opponents other than Tennessee, who's ranked 24 on February 26th. That is the only ranked opponent that they have left on their schedule. Wow, interesting. So I think if they continue to just steamroll through their conference, which I'm sure they will now, um, it might hurt them. And if, they, if they're not mentally prepared and they're going in there thinking, oh, well, we're just this good, kind of like you said Gonzaga has been, then yeah, it could definitely hurt them. But if they... If they get themselves mentally prepared and know in their head that they haven't played anybody really that good and the competition level is much different in the tournament, then, yeah, I think they'll be okay. It all It's all just a matter of mindset with them. Right. Uh, some of my other title contenders that I have, uh, I, st- I think Purdue could do something. Um, Baylor, even though they had two tough losses uh, the previous week, uh, I think Baylor could still do something. Kansas, maybe. Wisconsin. But I'm still very confident with UCLA, even though they're currently ranked down at nine right now. Um, Again, what they did last year, building that momentum, they got a good group of guys. And usually, whoever wins March Madness is usually, like, not one of those teams that's, you know, supposed to win it. Right. I mean, that's the case in, like, last year, Baylor was number one seed, Virginia was number one seed. But a lot of the times, it's the teams that people are kind of overlooking that get momentum and end up winning the whole thing. And I think UCLA can be one of those teams this year. I could see that. Mm-hmm, for sure. Moving on, we're going to talk about some wooden award candidates as the college basketball season is about three months away from being finished. Because they, they announced the award winners after the tournament. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so currently right now, I'd say my number one candidate is Johnny Davis of Wisconsin. And I'm not going to lie. When I first started hearing people talk about Johnny Davis, I kind of thought he was a bit overrated. I didn't quite really get, like, the big deal with him. Like, I didn't think he was a bad player at all. I thought he was a really good player, the best for the Badgers. But I just didn't really get what all the hype was all about around him. Yeah. But then I started paying more attention to Wisconsin and Johnny Davis in particular, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. No, he's a really good, well-rounded player, currently averaging over 22 points per game seven and a half rebounds, and then on the defensive end, one and a half steals as well. So for me, Johnny Davis is my number one guy for the Wooden Award right now. How about you, Logan? I have a, I have a tie, and one of them is conditional. My, my up front, and in my opinion, has the best chance. Actually, I have three. I would okay. say Drew Timmy or Jabari Smith have the most realistic chance to win it right now. Okay. And that's about neck and neck for me. They're both in prominent programs right now, and Drew Timmy's been a name for more than one year. Drew Timmy's a beast. Drew Timmy's a beast. I think those are the two most realistic people to win it. However, my dark horse, and I saw it in person, I hate to admit it, but I think that Trace Jackson Davis can have a chance if if Indiana ends up being ranked and they end up making a tournament run, if they make the tournament, and he just keeps proving himself like that, I think you could put him on that list as a dark horse. But I think most realistically, it would be Jabari Smith or Drew Timmy. Okay, I can't be mad at that. Um, Somebody that I think is... In my opinion, I have Johnny Davis number one. My number two is our guy EJ Liddell from Ohio State. I think that he is just barely behind Johnny Davis. Um, I think that he's more important to Ohio State than Johnny Davis is to Wisconsin. Um, His stats are very, very similar. He's only averaging like, he's okay, he's averaging like three less points than Johnny Davis. However, he's shooting more efficiently than Johnny Davis. And 
you throw in the fact that he's averaging almost three blocks a game, he's probably the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Right. To me, EJ Liddell is right behind Johnny Davis because their stats are very similar in almost every category. Why Johnny Davis is getting so much more love than EJ right now, I don't really know. Maybe it's because Wisconsin's been more successful as of late than Ohio State has. Right. But if we're going to hype Johnny Davis up as much as we are, EJ Liddell, in my opinion, deserves more attention. And you actually got to see him in person. Uh, what was your impression of him? I know this is when we were still struggling. He wasn't yeah. like, conditioned well, but what did you see from him? At that game, I was I was disappointed in his conditioning for right, sure because yeah, yeah. it just looked like the guy needed to hit the weight room. And But since then, he's been playing really well, and I think he must have heard like the criticism. He must have heard people saying, come on, man, that was, that was terrible. And now he's... I, I think I could see that as well. I think you have a good point there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not we're not just saying that because we're Ohio State fans either. I think most people would probably agree with that. Yeah, and what else really bothers me is that he's ranked as, like, outside of the actual draft, like, below, like, pick number 60. Really? All the mock drafts that I've seen. That, and that. I'm like, really? Like, have you not watched what this man has done uh, his sophomore year and then this year? Like... Yeah, I he's he's probably going to be an All American. Yeah, Let's be real. I could see he's that. He's going to be an All American for sure. And I just I just don't understand how people are just overlooking him. I mean, a lot of the times the best player in college basketball does not always transfer over to the NBA. Like Luca Garza won it last year, and he was a second round pick, and he's not getting a whole lot of minutes on Detroit of all teams. Right. So I'm not saying that he should be you know like a lottery pick or anything. Because I do think there are some aspects of his game that might not transfer over to the NBA very well, but he deserves to be drafted. Yeah. At the very least, he deserves to be drafted. And maybe, like, late first round. I you know. Yeah. He doesn't need to be disrespected to the point where he goes undrafted. That's just not fair to him. I don't see that realistically. Right? I don't yeah, think that he goes sure. undrafted. And, you know, speaking back to your point about um, the Indiana loss and how you think he might have heard the criticism, the very next game at Northwestern, he went off for 34 points, a career exactly. high, 17 in the first half. He heard the noise. Against IUPUI, he only had 13 points, but Holtman was trying to get a lot of guys conditioned. And, Jimmy Sotos. Right, Jimmy Sotos. Jimmy Sotos is my Harrison favorite Hoofkin player. Harrison got a bucket. I was so happy for him. Jimmy Sotos is my favorite player <laughs> in college basketball. Jimmy, if you're listening, you're my hero, man. You follow him on TikTok? I do. Nice. He's nice. hilarious. He's yeah. Jimmy, you're my hero, man. Hope TikTok you're listening. star, Jimmy Sotos. <laughs> Um, but yeah, only had 13 points, but didn't play a whole lot of minutes because Chris Holman was trying to get a lot of guys right. conditioned and whatnot. So, and it's unfortunate the Nebraska game was canceled again, but hopefully EJ stays conditioned because in my opinion, he was the one guy for us that was affected by that COVID pause the most. Like he was the one that had the most difficult time getting back to, um, the status that he was at right. beforehand. Um, other candidates in my opinion, how are you feeling about your guy, Paulo Bancaro at Duke? I really thought he had more of a chance at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, sure. as the team has lost a couple games, and he's just not really living up to what the standard was at the beginning of the season because at the beginning of the season, everybody was like, oh, man, he's he's insane. There's no way. He's a first-round draft pick. He's the first. I, My I just, very, the very first game I watched this year of them was against Kentucky. I watched that game, and I... I was like, this. he looks like Kevin Durant. Like, he reminds yes. me of Kevin Durant. But then, like you said, kind of slipped off a little bit. He's still a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. still probably Duke's best player. I just think he's definitely, 
he's regressed a little bit. And then you said Drew Timmy. Obviously, got to have Drew Timmy in that conversation as well. Yes. Haven't really heard a whole lot about Chet Holmgren. I mean, a couple people that I've seen have him ranked pretty high, but in my opinion, Chet Holmgren has kind of been a bit of a disappointment, in my opinion. Yeah. As the guy who's supposed to be the number one overall pick in the draft. I remember you saying on our last sports power talk that we were on together that he was extremely disappointing to you. Yeah, I watched him against Texas, and he only had two points. Yeah. And only played, like, nine minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's your number one. That's your number one overall pick. As somebody that likes college basketball and lives on the East Coast and can't stay up, like, super late to watch the Gonzaga games that start at, like, 11 p.m., like, that was, like, one of my only chances to really get to see him, like, where I'm awake and can focus. It was pretty disappointing. And something that I believe has been kind of fixed now because now his minutes per game are up to 25.2, which is about around where everybody else was. At the start of the college basketball season, he was only averaging, like, 20 minutes a game. And I was wondering if it was just because, like, his stature. He's very, he's, not to be cliche, but he's built different. Right. Because he's so thin but so tall at the same time. And I was wondering if that was causing, like, condition problems for him. And then I was wondering, how would that translate over to the NBA where you're playing at a much faster pace against bigger, faster, stronger dudes? Yes. I was just wondering if that would be a concern for him. He's up to 25 minutes a game now, but... Uh, with that increase in speed and strength in the NBA, I am kind of wondering if he's going to translate over as well as everybody thinks he is. Not saying he won't, but it is something that I've been paying attention to. Yeah, I think, I think you're right there. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I see it either. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be drafted, probably number one, number two next next year's draft. So we'll find out sooner or later. And then somebody else that I want to touch on as far as our Wooden Award candidates, Keegan Murray at Iowa. But it's kind of hard to say, like, to really put him in the conversation because Iowa hasn't, they're not, like, a team that a lot of people are paying attention to because they've been struggling this year. They're not a ranked team. They're ranked somewhere in the middle of the Big Ten, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So he's not getting, you know, that attention that, um, these other guys like Johnny Davis, Niji Liddell, and the Big Ten are getting. Yeah. So it's unfortunate because I'm pretty sure he's leading the Big Ten in scoring. He's a fantastic player, really developed a whole lot since um since I started watching him when he was a freshman back when like Luca Garza was at yeah. Iowa and he was their main focus and whatnot. Um but yeah, good for him that he's balling out and everything, but with Iowa currently sitting at eighth in the Big Ten, uh three and four in conference play and thirteen and five overall and not a ranked team, going to be kind of hard for him to get some traction in the Wooden Award voting, in my opinion. I think so, too. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and close out this episode of SPTOT by previewing some big games coming up this week, starting off with Texas Tech at Kansas on Monday. Big 12 matchup. Logan, who do you like? Um, I'm going to go with Kansas. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just – I I've always liked, I've, uh, I have always liked them as, as a basketball fan. I like Bill Self as a coach, yeah, and I just think the Jayhawk is cool, to be right. honest. I used yeah. to have one of those mini basketball hoops. They were selling them at five below. <laughs> I didn't even care about Kansas. I just was like, oh, that's a cool bird, and I put it in my room, and ever since, I'll pick them always. Right. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do in Kansas. No, there's definitely watch not. Watch the Jayhawks. I mean, you could watch the Wildcats, but nobody cares about Nobody Kansas really cares. I'm going to take the Jayhawks, too. Uh, I really like Ochai Abachi and Jalen Wilson as well. Uh, Texas Tech, they've been kind of a surprise this year coming out of 
unranked territory, and they've had some nice wins this year, but I'm going to take the Jayhawks as well um, at Allen Fieldhouse. And then on Tuesday, January 25th, we got a Big Ten matchup, Michigan State at Illinois. Logan, who do you like? I'm going to go with Michigan State. Okay. Upset there. Is it an upset, though? I mean, I guess it is in Illinois, but Michigan State is currently ranked higher. Um, I get. I mean, kind of not really. I don't know, but uh, I just I always look at Illinois as a bigger basketball school right now because of like Kofi Cockburn and all those kind of guys. But right, I think Michigan State has a more well-rounded program. Like I think they've been they've been successful for much longer than Illinois has. Yeah, and I can I see Michigan State coming away with that one. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Spartans as well. Right now, the more healthy of the two programs, especially with Andre Cabello still trying to work his way back into shape, and I think that's gonna give Michigan State a bit of an advantage. And again, you can't you know take out the credibility that Tom Izzo has built right in his career. He's like the Bill Belichick of college basketball. He I don't know why he kind of reminds me of Bill Belichick. He kind of like does in the face and just in yeah like overall demeanor. Um, I do think this is going to be a really close game, though. Illinois took Purdue, who you and I both have as winning the Big Ten this year, uh, to a double overtime thriller in which Purdue pulled out the victory, which I was happy about, even though I usually root for the underdog when it comes to college sports. Um, But I wanted Illinois to lose because Illinois was currently sitting at number one in the Big Ten, hadn't lost a Big Ten game yet. Right. I was glad to see the Boilermakers knock them off. Um, but based off of that, I know that Illinois is going to come to play. They had a rough start to the season, dropping out of the top 25, then fighting their way back in. This is going to be a really close game in Champaign, but I'm going to take the Spartans as well. So I just saw Kofi Cockburn has a concussion. Really? So there's a chance he might not play oh, in that game. He's well, not playing against Maryland. Okay. So I think that makes a huge difference if he yeah, ends up not playing against sure. Michigan and State. If, if that's the case then it's going to be Spartans, go Sparty, go, yeah. all day. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and then the nightcap, once again, another 11 o'clock game that I probably will be too tired to watch. In the Pac-12, Arizona Wildcats, my UCLA Bruins, my, I don't want to say my UCLA Bruins, but my championship aspiration, aspirational UCLA Bruins. Arizona's been a surprise this year. I wouldn't have guessed them to be number yeah, three. for sure. I I actually, just looking at the rankings right now, I didn't even notice they were number three until like we looked at right. it today. Um, the Wildcats have been an incredible surprise. Um, but it's I like that because it's been a while since Arizona's kind of been relevant in college basketball since DeAndre Ayton left. Definitely. Um, their best player, Benedict Matherin, he's having a terrific season, a wooden award candidate for a lot of people as well. Um but they're going up against the UCLA team that I put a lot of stock into. And this is going to be a really good game. It is in Los Angeles. I'm going to take the Bruins. How about you? I'm going to take the Bruins as well. Um, I, I, I think you're right. I think they have a good chance to win the championship, like you said. And I just I do like going with the underdog, too. And I've just never really been an Arizona guy. I, I never liked – I just don't like the way that they play. I don't like the way that they – they act like I, I thought all those allegations with DeAndre Ayton were stupid. And I think I'm just going to I'm definitely going with UCLA. I, yeah. I like UCLA better in that game. For sure. 
And then let's go ahead and throw in one more game here since, you know, you and I, as Ohio State fans, we pay attention to the Big Ten the most. Wisconsin and Nebraska on January 25th at 9 p.m. Um, the Cornhuskers will host the Badgers, currently ranked number 8th in the nation. I think you and I are both going to go with the Badgers here. They might be the hottest team in college basketball right now. But are we expecting Nebraska to put up a fight here? I'm going to go with no. No? I think if if this game ends up happening, I think that they're going to be, since their program obviously can't practice or they can't do anything right now. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be coming off that and they're just not going to be ready to play a team like Wisconsin who is very hot and very strong on the floor right now. Um, I think I just don't think they're going to come out ready for that game, and I think Wisconsin runs away with it. With the COVID pause affecting the Cornhuskers program right now, I'm going to agree with you and say that that's going to be the most likely scenario that plays out in this game. Um, if Nebraska was healthy, though, I could definitely see them putting up a fight, even though they're currently sitting at 6-13. and 13. They're a team that, when healthy, they don't go away. I like Fred Hoiberg as a coach, um, but I think he makes some excellent points about the COVID pause potentially affecting them, kind of like it did Ohio State. Right. Um, But on that note, that is going to do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. Once again, I've been Jeff Longville, and joining me was Logan Congrove. Good talking to you guys. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Peace out.